0: Good afternoon, good morning. It's Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. Wanted to welcome you back to another edition of Loyalty Live. In this series, we speak with leading agencies, technology partners, and consultants in customer, channel, and brand loyalty about the technology trends and best practices that impact a brand's ability to drive unique experiences, enhance engagement, and most importantly, impact customer loyalty. Loyalty Live allows for a deeper uh, assessment of the Save Customer Loyalty as Loyalty 360, the agency or sort of say the association for customer loyalty, surfaces a number of challenges brands are having regarding their customer loyalty efforts. So we can take these back to these wonderful technology uh, consultants, agencies, and uh, get their perspective on what they're seeing, what they're hearing, and how they may be helping their clients to address some of the challenges and opportunities that we are seeing. Today, we're going to be discussing some upcoming trends for customer loyalty in 2023, and we have the pleasure of having Tom Madden, who's a managing partner of loyalty and CRM, and Bindu Gupta, who's the senior director of customer strategy insights and research from ICF Next. How are both of you today?
1: Fantastic. Thank you. Welcome to everybody. Uh, Doing great. Thank you.
0: Good, good. As mentioned, uh, we're going to be diving into some of the top trends for customer loyalty for 2023. Um, one of the top trends that we saw in our state of customer loyalty research coming out of the Loyalty Expo last year is that a number of brands are focused on or interested in redoing their customer loyalty program, uh, potentially adding functionality, uh, in, in, in some way impacting in a positive way. You know, what are you seeing with regard to program relaunches or updates, and what are your clients asking for or looking for from you?
1: Well, so it's a great question and it's and it's uh, very timely because there's a lot of this activity going on right now. I kind of put things into a couple different categories. One is um, some folks don't know what they want. They know they need something um, and so they might even put together an RFI or an RFP based on, on, on what they think they may need, um, uh, but really in those instances I think they're looking for more help and guidance in terms of how do we start uh, to get to where we want to get to and, and what does it entail. Uh, and I can go to that in a little bit of detail in a moment. But the second category I would say is that, that, you know, here we are really three years after the onset of COVID and the pandemic. And so much has changed in those three years. In in this three-year period, there has to be the equivalent uh, of change of the last Fifteen to eighteen years in the loyalty space. I, I've never seen anything change this much this fast. Um, uh, and, but if you if you have the benefit of being in the industry a long time, you see you th- see things over time. But this is the last three years is almost the equivalent of let's say two thousand five to two thousand nineteen in in size. And so uh, so in that case, uh, clients are saying, "Hey, I have all this data. I don't know what to do with it." Or I don't know how to do anything with it. Um, I, I'm not totally sure where we want to go. Can you give us some insights, ideas of what's going on in the industry? What are our peers doing? Uh, where where should we be going? That's that's uh, that's white space. Um, it's you know so help us assess that right. So that second group is really um, really coming at the challenges in an inquisitive way and looking for partners like ICF next to help them figure out where they should be setting their destination and, and not only uh, that, but how to get there. Whereas that former group, that first group I mentioned, uh, we see a lot of RFPs where people are asking for everything. There might be hundreds of technical questions, for example, where they're not even sure they need a, a technical platform. Really, they may need some um, uh, some analytics and some models and some strategies that that might do just uh, just fine with the technologies they have. They just don't know. And so we're seeing some uh, RFPs that are really big that we know are going to come down in size once we're able to have those conversations and say, look, um, you know, what are the core problems you're trying to solve uh, and what are the challenges you have in getting them solved? And, and we can be much more uh, much more helpful in those ways. So there's, there's a lot of activity. It's exciting. Um, all the brands we talk with are, are really excited to do some new things but mostly for the right reasons as well, right? It's not new just for the sake of Shiny, but new because enough has changed in our in our member uh, databases, our member okay. bases.
0: Excellent, uh, good point. A lot, of uh, think greater number of data sets and being able to action them can be a great challenge. Bindu, um, I, I know another trend that we saw in our report was this idea of the sea of sameness. Uh, where many loyalty programs are perceived as being equal, and it's really hard for brands to differentiate their offering to make them unique, to make them stand out, but also to, you know, address the customer need. Is that something you're seeing as well? And and if so, how can brands address this?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not easy for brands to, you know, stand out, right? There has to be some basic elements in the program which are going to be expected. The consumer wants that, right? So if you look at an airlines program or a hotel program, they're going to be miles, they're going to be points. So this is where brands need to, first of all, meet them where you know the customers are expecting, right? They need that. But also really assess where are those points where they can stand out? How can they make those relationships last longer right how can they make that emotional connection with their customer through experiences they're providing beyond the program right so at ICF we always say loyalty is the outcome right so how can we create that outcome through holistic approach and that's really where you know the key and it's not easy to do because it, it requires a lot of change organizationally to be more customer centric and we are seeing we're having a lot of conversations with, you know, our clients and potential clients who are really looking to figure out what can push the envelope, right? How can I, you know, keep this customer with me or acquire more customers? So really just uh, working towards that, creating that emotional connection is going to be a really key, um, uh, you know, uh, strategy going forward. And I can see that, you know, um, for the next couple of years, that's going to be a main focus point as well.
1: I do love I love, what, I love what Bindu's saying there because um, sometimes the word sameness comes up and it's seen as a bad thing. And to to Bindu's point, um, you know, like one 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 brand may have a similar program structure to another, but completely handle the engagement experience in a different way, in a more effective way. In that case, sameness is awesome, right? But if you just if you just have the same format as some other program and you're not doing anything with it, you're not doing anything unique with it. Well then, sameness isn't a good thing. So uh, that's that's a that's a great point to do.
0: Okay, excellent. Uh, w- when you look at technologies there's a number of new technologies brands are interested in uh you know cdps integrating with their customer loyalty customer experience offerings nft's potentially blockchain uh, partnership opportunities communities you know what are you seeing is there a new technology out there uh that you think has a great promise for 2023
1: yeah it, i actually i really like this question in the context of say uh, how much changed from say 20, 2005 to 2019 Versus the last three years, um, there are some in the in the list that you just mentioned that I think are, are worthwhile for brands to be looking at and exploring and, and utilizing. And others, I think, I personally think, might just be the shiny object at the moment. Um, so, so if you go back, you know, let's say five years, everybody was talking about data lakes, right? Data lakes where you got all this data, but it's just it's not. You still got to do something to get access to it. And then the CDPs have certainly become very prominent right now, and I think for legitimate reasons because it takes all that data from all the very various sources and helps—it's uh, it, actionable data. You can do something with it. Um, so that was a that was a needed bridge, I think, from from where uh, brands were moving from what they had prior to data lakes now to CDPs. That's that's uh, going to stick around for quite a long time. In many cases, people's loyalty platforms have always served that role anyhow because of all the access to the transactional data and like, but when you get to like NFTs and things like that, for example, those are things that I, I could be wrong and, and uh, uh, and maybe I will be, but I think in three years, we're not going to be talking about NFTs and loyalty. Um, uh, I think that seems to be in the grand scheme of things that seems closer to a shiny object. Whereas, like a CDP seems as a uh, uh, as a, a actual um, a baseline need for uh, certainly for enterprise uh, enterprise brands.
0: No, I think I agree with you hardly. There, there's a number of brands of uh, members that that discuss and NFTs want to know kind of what it is. But we've had a number of meetings with re- emerging technologies, and a brand will be doing something in NFTs, and the loyalty group doesn't even know. I think uh, it's a, a very unique offering. I think with the challenges you're seeing in, in crypto and, and blockchain right now, uh, it's gonna impact that as well. It, it's just, uh, it definitely seems to be, I agree with you, a very shiny object uh, where uh, the return and, and how to use it, especially across a wider swath of the loyalty uh, audience is gonna be challenged, right? Maybe for the upper tier, people want something very unique or an NFT, but holistically throughout the program, I think it's gonna be somewhat challenging to to do that, but I guess we will see.
1: Yeah, I do think, I think you're onto something there. I. I... You know, you can't always throw the baby out with the bathwater, but so there's some segment of members who are interested in NFTs. I would just argue that it's important to to identify the size of that segment and be sure you don't put any much any more resource uh, or effort to that to the NFT, for example then you're going to get any sort of return on from that that segment. Because I would argue it's going to be a minuscule size of your overall member base that's interested. Therefore, it should receive a minuscule amount of your your focus. There's other things where you're going to get bigger uh, bang for your buck. Okay. I
2: absolutely agree with Tom on that too. And we have seen this in action with a lot of brands where they have created NFTs for a short term. But you know, it's not that it's going. It ha- it has long legs, right? So we have seen that in a very unique space, which is not really connected to pro- loyalty programs either. So just they are still figuring it out. Like they also don't know what they can do with this technology. So it'll be very interesting to see how it evolves as we you know go down the road.
0: Okay. So, Bindu, when you look at brands who may have an interest in new technology, integration can be a a big challenge. Uh, We just uh, had a call today with a couple of brands who are looking to do some partnership, and integration is a big piece, right? So, you know, how can brands incorporate some of these new technologies into their offerings, especially those who may be on a budget, who may have to substantiate kind of ROI or investment? uh, You know, any thoughts there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, there's, as we talked about, there are so many new technologies And there's always a shiny object versus what you really should be investing in and, you know, really drive your budget long, right? So essentially, I think every brand needs to assess individual situations and really figure out, you know, what they have today, right? Identify what stack they have today. What is the goal for adding on more? Is it going to, you know, lead to achieving that goal? So if it is about creating those one-to-one experiences or, really understanding your customer in a more you know contextual way then yes investment in that definitely makes sense but you cannot always just have those big dollars right so as you said when they're on a budget have that crawl walk run roadmap really understand what can i do today versus you know in the midterm and in the long term um and that's that's where they really you know it, it reels them back to the main objective and the goal for even thinking about these technologies. And as you talked about, NFTs being shiny objects as of now, if they have a long-term plan, definitely makes sense to invest in it. But absolutely we need to rein it in and understand, you know, what is going to work for our customers and, you know, and it, what is going to work for our business.
0: Absolutely. You know, Tom, data management, data privacy, data security have been uh, pretty much front and center with brands for a long time, uh, but it's kind of fluid right now. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of some of the suits, uh, lawsuits in uh, Europe over GDPR. Uh, different uh, states have new uh, privacy regulations in place, and they're adding to them or changing them quite uh, rapidly, and more states are bringing them on. You know how are you advising your clients on data management, data privacy? Uh, are there any pr- best practices or suggestions that brands should consider in their approach to privacy?
1: yeah i would i would <clears throat> I would say that uh, one of the one of the thoughts is to play to the lowest common denominator. What I mean by that is who's ever the most stringent in their Practices at the moment, right? Whether it's California laws or GDPR or whatever the case may be, establish your standards towards that because it's only going to continue to get uh, continue. This this is going to continue uh, to get stronger and stronger for the um, for the consumer over time. So the the more you take this seriously, um, uh, look out a little ways and try to uh, figure out: Are you going to the um, easiest and loosest rules? Or are you starting to establish your policies? and efforts towards the stronger rules. I think the folks in the latter group are gonna be more successful and less um, less reactionary and less reactive in time uh, by focusing on some of the stronger standards. Uh, look, ultimately consumers are getting smarter. They want uh, They want control of their own data. And I think the brands that jump out ahead of that and enable that in a true and honest way uh, first are going to be uh, paid dividends for many years to come from those customers. Those who play games with it or, um, or maybe less nefarious, they just don't pay that much attention to it. They're going uh, to be playing catch-up for many years.
0: Okay. I've been to your last question. Uh, there's a push and move towards real-time interactions for brands, uh, but then again, challenging with regard to technology integration making sure the tech stacks uh, work well together. Uh, you know, What advice do you give to brands who are considering this move or want to move to more of a real-time customer loyalty or customer experience interaction with their customers?
2: Yeah, I mean, real-time interactions are definitely in demand because you do want to create that in-the-moment experience. your customer but i think there's a big discussion also to be had on how much can we push that right do you really want to be in their face all the time or it's like it? you understand from your data you know everything you have on your customer to really figure out you know what is their level of comfort how much communication do they need from you right do you want a a loyal customer who is you know walking to your store to give them you know a, a message in, in their geo uh, fencing that, oh, you have a, uh, an offer, right? They're already loyal to you. Does it make sense then? Versus really just understanding you know what the limits are. So, I mean, it's, it's absolutely uh, the buzzword, right? You read one-to-one personalization and you want those real-time interactions, but assessing as per your customer data and as per your customer preferences is also very essential.
0: Okay, great.
1: So, I, I will add to that, Mark, if I might, just real yep. quick, because um, I think Bindu's speaking uh, 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 most importantly to the customer experience side of things. There's also the technology side of things. So, you know, they're, they're, for example, we've got uh, clients who come to us because their transactions would take, you know, three days to maybe register on the on the members database. And we've got the real time transaction from that perspective, right? Or if you check out of a hotel, you want to be able to On your Uber to the airport, make sure you got your points and, and, or here we are at this time of the year where it's the big turnover time of the year for, for tier statuses. Um, You know, there are still big programs out there that take a month to run through their databases and look, did Mark qualify for diamond status this year? And we don't have those problems. Ours are real time. Uh, with the technology. So in the programs we manage, you know, already your status for 2023. Frankly, you knew it the day you hit it in 2022. You didn't have to wait for any rollover process. So there's that other side of the equation on real time, too. That's very important uh, as part of the customer experience and, and to reduce call center costs and customer care costs.
0: Okay, great. Well, Tom, Bindu, a pleasure speaking with you as always. Uh, Great to get a perspective uh, from some of the leaders in the industry about uh, the trends and uh, impacts for 2023 pertaining to customer loyalty and looking forward to circling back in a few months to see how these uh, all come into fruition. But again, thank you very much for taking the time to share your insights with us today. For
1: sure. For sure. Thank you. It's going to be an exciting year for everybody in the industry. So I'm excited for all of us.
0: Absolutely.
2: Thank you so much for having us.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you join us back for another edition of Wealthy Live soon. Have a wonderful day and a great 2023.